Beluga Investing. Hi there. Back again with me, Rati and Mommy Beluga Investing. Today we're going to talk about IFAS Corporation Limited with the SOC symbol SGX AIY. After looking at the numbers and other qualitative insights, my quick take for IFAS Holdings are it's a growing yet very expensive company, at least at its current price. Okay, follow my video as I quickly discuss the company's profile, its EPS since 2011, dividend and other numbers. Please consider to subscribe because it means a lot for a beginning YouTuber like me. If you have any comments or input, do not hesitate to put in comment section. It'll probably help me to get more perspectives and learn more. Okay, before getting into the data, I read out the disclaimer first. Disclaimer, this is an amateur video. My main intention is to record my own journey, learning and practicing investing from scratch. This video shouldn't replace any financial advice and either suggestion to take position, buy or sell in the stock market. Please conduct your own research before making any decision. But if you do conduct your own research, I hope this video is useful in your decision making. Okay, now let's start from a quick company profile. So let me start with why I want to talk about iFast. The reason is that I saw this company's name in the shareholder list of the last two companies that I discussed on my channel. These companies are Valuetronics and UMS Holdings. If you watch my previous videos on those two companies, you know that the two companies are fundamentally good. Anyway, the presence of iFast name in the shareholder list of the two companies piqued my interest. So I want to know more. Then to know more, let's see the history first. According to its website, IFAS was incorporated in the year of 2000. Uh, there were two entities. The first one is Fun Supermart Private Limited, and the second one is Fun Supermart Holdings Private Limited. Okay. In 2003, the two entities then changed names into IFAS Financial Private Limited and IFAS Corporation Private Limited. Then in 2007, IFAS Financial uh, Limited in Hong Kong commenced operations and Fun Supermart Hong Kong was also launched. In 2008, IFAS Capital Sendirian Bahad launched IFAS platform services for corporate unit trust advisors in Malaysia. After re receiving various awards and holding several international meetings in 2012, IFAS launched its UK pensions services. There were two milestones in 2014. There are firstly uh, incorporation of IFAS platform services in Sension, uh, which is wholly owned China subsidiary and secondly the official listing of iFast in SGX main board. From reading its 2020 annual report, I can see that iFast is a one-stop wealth management solution fintech company. Uh, it provides service to a financial advisor, advisory company, financial institutions, banks, internet companies, wealth advisors, and also retail investors. Yeah. According to the chairman's message in its 2020 annual report, IFAS revenue base is quote well diversified. 
this chart we can see that the company has nine revenue source classifications and almost all half of the net revenue comes from trailer fee I tried to read up on trailer fee from uh, then from my understanding it is the fee that IFAS get from mutual fund manager for selling fund to investors this fee is recurring because IFAS will continuously receive trailer fee as long as the investors own the fund According to its 2020 annual report, IFAS operates in multiple countries. They are in Singapore, Hong Kong, Malaysia, India, and China. Still, according to its 2020 annual report, most of the revenue comes from its Singapore operation. As we can see here, the company's current chairman and CEO is also the co-founder. Uh, who's uh, Mr. Lim Chung Chun? Hopefully, I pronounce his name correctly. Uh, he's the largest shareholder of the company. He holds 15.29% uh, of IFAS shares, while his wife, Madame Neo Lai Kien, is also one of the 20th largest shareholder of the company. She holds 2.37% of IFAS shares. Okay, the rest are distributed in multiple custodians and few individuals. So that was the uh, brief overview of the company's profile. Now let's take a look at the company's performance. Let's start from the company's EPS history. So here I plotted IFAS earning per share for the last 10 years since 2011. Noting, noting that IFAS was listed in SDX since 2014. I also added a horizontal green dash line as a guide to zero level. Earning below this line indicates that the company is recording a loss for that particular year. Okay, quickly we can see that Arfas has never recorded a loss, not a single year, for the past 10 years. There were several dips. The first one was in 2015, then 2016. The next one was in 2019. We can see that there was a high increase from 2019 to 2020 yeah for 2015 EPS dip if we look at the 2015 annual statement closely we can see that their revenue was increased from 2014 to 2015 however their operating expenses was increased even higher from their explanation in the annual statement this increase was due to uh, increase in staff costs, which was the result of increment, increase in headcount and staff stock bonus. As well as there's also increase in Hong Kong office rental. There's also increase in the expense items that are based on the transaction volume. Then the dip in 2016. For 2016, we can see that the company's uh, net revenue slightly decreased than 2015 yet the operating expenses increase. Based on my reading of the chairman's statement for the annual report, I get that it is caused by the decline in sales and revenue. Yeah, as we can see here in the net revenue as well. Okay, then the 2019 dip, uh, looking at this annual report, especially on its operating performance section, I can deduce that the dip is carried over from quarter 4, 2018 sharp sell-down of global financial markets. Other than dips, we can also see a drastic increase in 2020. 
the annual report mentioned that the company was positively impacted by COVID-19 crisis. Okay, the crisis increased the pace of digitalization and increase of the adoption of fintech service by customer consumer directly. Additionally, the company also received government grants with a total amount of around 3.7 million to cushion the impact of pandemic-induced crisis. This amount is around 14% of its profit before tax for that year. The government grant came from Singapore and Hong Kong government. Noting even without the government support, the company is already gaining profit more than the previous year. Okay, here's the government grant. So here I put another layer of information, which is the cash level over the year. This is another check I placed to see uh, whether IFAS has enough buffer to handle a sudden withdrawal. We can see that as of 31st December 2020, IFAS hoarded around 36 million Singapore dollar, which is around 0.2% of its total assets under administration in 2020. Its cash position for quarter to 2021 is around 41.5 million Singapore dollar, which is around 0.2% of its total assets under administration in this particular period. It seems that this amount of cash is probably sufficient to maintain liquidity. This is much smaller than what I normally see in banking, which is around 8 to 20%. Uh, but if you have any comment on this, please enlighten me in the comment section whether the amount is enough. Okay, so that was uh, IFAS Cash Dash. Now let's take a look at its dividend sensibility. To see the sensibility of its dividend payout, so here I plotted three layers of information. Okay, the first one is the dividend payout over the previous year which I plotted as red brown markets connected by a thick red line as we can see on the screen. On each of the points I have annotated with two numbers. The number above the markers are the dividend payouts in Singapore dollar and the ones below are the payout ratios to their respective years earning per share. As a comparison to the earnings here I plotted back the earning per share as a thinner red line with the same color. At a glance, we can see that IFAS has been consistent in its dividend distribution since 2015. So far, its dividend payout has, uh, be, was, has been between uh, 40 to 80% of its earnings. There were two occasions where the dividend payout is higher than its APS. They are in the year of 2016 and 2017, 162% and 106% respectively. From the amount, we can see that the dividend payouts for those years are quite flat compared to the previous uh, and the year after. By giving this amount of dividend, IFAS maintained the steady income for the stakeholders. Okay, that's a good thing. Uh, but next question is that um, what are these numbers if we compare them with IFAS stock price movement? Let's look at its dividend yields over the year. Now this is what a dividend hunter might be waiting for so far. Here I plotted the average dividend yield per year as the round markers. At each markers I place an arrow bar which represents the range of yield over that year. The variation in the year is caused by the volatility level of the share price. The yield increases if the share price decreases and vice versa. 
from 2016 to 2019, we can see that iFast gave a quite stable dividend yield, which is around 3% of its price in those years. It's a different story from 2020. Uh, though iFast distributed a record high dividend, which is around 4.1 cents Singapore dollar, the dividend yield is quite low. As we can see later, this is caused by iFast stock price surge in 2020. 2020 also marked the most volatile year for iFast stock price so far, as we can already see here from the error bar. Okay, so there was uh, iFast dividend yield over the time. Now let's look at the price movement. We know that 2020 has been a volatile year. My question now is whether the current price is still reasonable. Okay. To see IFAS market valuation, here I plotted four layers of information, which are, as usual, first the price, which represents market valuation of the company. It is also the easiest information that I can obtain. I can use the search term uh, IFAS, then it will pop me with this graph. But price alone sometimes misleading for the value of the company and its prospect. So I'll include some fundamental indicators to help me to decide. The second layer of information is the 10 times earning multiply, which here I plotted as a dashed green line. 10 times earning multiply can be considered as the price where price to earning, that is the PE ratio, is 10. For me, I consider 10 times earning multiply has two purposes. The first one that it indicates the price where I expect where I have higher chance to break even within 10 years. You could plot 5 times earning multiply if your investment horizon is 5 years. Secondly, as a consequence for the first reason, I'll consider share price above 10 times earning multiply to be expensive. The third layer of information here is the 15 times earning multiply. With the same principle as the 10 times earning multiply, price above this indicator will be deemed as expensive. Here I plotted the 15 times earning multiply as a dash yellow line just like a traffic light. I'll start feeling nervous if the price crosses this line, particularly for non-growth company. The fourth layer of information is the 20 times earning multiply. Here I plotted as a dashed red line. I would consider the share price to be super expensive if it ever crossed this line. For non-growth company, I consider to cut down my position if this happened. Okay, so now let's start what's, let's see yeah, what's going on with iFast share price. We can, start, we can start to see that since 2015, iFast stock price hovers around its 20 times earning multiply. However, since mid 2020, the price went up so high. Uh, from the previous discussion, we know that iFast EPS more than doubled in 2020 compared to 2019. However, the market seems to respond it too positively. If I want to say my reasonable price for IFAS based on its earnings, I would place it around $2 per share, which is at its 20 times earnings per share. Uh, why I put my reasonable price at 20 times earnings per share instead of 10 times earnings per share, it's because firstly, the company is growing rather aggressively. So I think it's suitable to treat it as a growth company. Secondly, historically, since 2015, the price has been traded around its 20 times earnings per share. 
and then as of uh, 6th of August 2021 when I prepared this video IFAS stock price is fortunately at 8.31 dollar per share so the price is very 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 expensive though the company may be attractive the, the price is way beyond my comfort zone okay so now wrap up uh, I think IFAS is an attractive company it's growing it seems to be able to address the market needs however for my current framework the price is very expensive okay that's all for today thanks for watching don't forget to leave comments and please subscribe to my channel because it means a lot for me that's all bye